control we have landed on the planet It's been a long time, we should've never left us granted But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel Part 2 will rock you, the voice of the people We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary Thought to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me The planet is back! What? What? The planet is back! Okay! The planet is back! Yeah! What? The planet is back! Yeah! Yeah! The planet is back! One more again! The planet is back! Come on! Come on! Josh, you lead us in today. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Planet Platypus. The planet is back. It's your boy. Jiggy Josh Fiore in the building. With me, as always, is the world famous, highly respected, and critically acclaimed DJ Platypus. I don't know. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know about two of those three things. <laughs> With me again, as always, over here to my left, is the one and only Bobby Mac, Mr. Voice himself. Yeah. Hey now. That's awesome. We got one clap. <laughs> That's a one-hand clap. So uh, we finally got Bobby Mac back in the building. I'm pretty excited about Mac that. Mac is back. We got a cool show today because, um, you know, Bobby's fresh off EDIs. He was in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, right? That's right. At the Pony Club Memphis. Uh, was, was that your first time? At, at that location, yeah. But you've been to Memphis before. I've been to Memphis uh, once before, but I had, I've never actually been in, you know, done the whole Memphis thing. And I got a chance to do that this time. So that was very, very cool. How was the food, Bobby? Oh, my God. So, th- so... Uh, I wasn't expecting anything. I was just, you know, I figured, okay, Memphis Barbecue. And they mm-hmm. took us to this this place down the back street of an alley called Rendezvous. Well, lo and behold, Rendezvous is the most popular and most amazing barbecue place uh, in Memphis, in Tennessee, probably. Because mm-hmm. the, the second I told people we were eating there, I got tons and tons of uh, messages and notifications. And yeah, comments yeah, and right, right. Yeah, it was off the yeah. chain. Memphis, world again. famous for their barbecue. Yeah, and a credit again to Jerry Westland for taking us all there. That was all him. Yeah, well, so. we're definitely going to hit up some Jerry Westland talk. We're definitely going to talk about the Pony Club and, of course, the EDI East. Um but even on Beale Street, like if you just like pop into any of those cafes or any of the places to eat, each and every one of them has a stage and there's someone performing the blues. I heard on, that. On stage, right? Yeah. And I thought, you know, like in Fort Lauderdale, that's nothing new to us. You know, we've, right. got, we've got street performers and we've and got even homeless on performers. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah. on the level of the talent that I really? saw in Memphis. I mean, they were so good. Dude, you like, you sit there and... You just your face starts to melt as you rock back and forth, and you yeah. just cannot help the funk and the stank overtakes you. Yeah, and before you know it, you got you're putting on your your Ray Ban sunglasses and shaking your head back and forth. Yeah, dude, we just went there to have a sandwich, and before we knew it, we're at the stage throwing stripper money all over these <laughs> <laughs> all over these performers. I started it, and you know, behind me was Aria, then Aria got up and danced. She took over the Coyote Ugly Saloon. Yeah, I yeah, love. I, I saw some video footage of this. Yeah, yeah. I love Aria Moon. I, yeah. I mean, she's just a fantastic human being. You got a quick anecdote. Uh, you had a your flight was running late or something, and then she tell tell me the Good Samaritan thing that Aria did right. for you so on your last after day. After this show is over, after the week yeah. is done, we're all spent. You know, our voices are shot. Our heads are are cloudy. Like we've stayed up late every night. You know how it is. And sometimes on that last night, you tend to stay up and. 
and and have a few drinks with your friends before everybody says goodbye in the morning. Well, everybody said goodbye in the morning and everybody bolted. Well, mm-hmm. my flight didn't leave till like nine o'clock that night, but I had to be out of the hotel room by eleven. Right. So, Aria Moon and Rob Aiken found out that I was stuck in Memphis, you know, by myself. So they decided they drove. So they decided to hang back and take me out for the day just so that I wouldn't be in Memphis by myself Good with, people, man. with no hotel yeah. and no nothing to do. So, yeah, they took me. Actually, they were the ones responsible for taking me to Beale Street and showing me Memphis. And they bought me lunch, dude. They 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 were amazing. Aria, to, to this day, Aria Moon, and I'll say this on record on our podcast, I, to the entire industry, and anyone who gets pissed off that I said this, I don't care because I mean it. Aria Moon, to this day, has still put on the best show I have ever seen from oh, yeah. a feature. Yeah, she's a beast. With that show that she did at Expo was very. It was, it was borderline controversial only because she went to such a different place right. with the costume, and it was, it was, uh, it was. You're almost like that African dance. Yeah, show it was thing. like an yeah, African. Yeah, but but and and when she told me her vision, I remember going, "Oh, this ain't gonna work." Like this, this is too complex. Yeah, there's too many moving parts. People aren't going to get what she's trying to do. They might take it the wrong way. We're a very sensitive society now. This and that. No, she's an artist in every sense of the word. Total man. So, artist. Yeah, and, for sure. And and that's the great thing. Like I didn't see the show you're talking about. Oh, it was insane. But the show that she won for the 2017 EDI East uh, competition and where she won, she was the winner. Right. She did the marionette show, and then. For this appearance where she was our special guest, she did the Footloose uh, show. And the great thing about Arya is it doesn't matter what prop or costume she brings. The, she is the show. Oh, she, yeah. she is. Her yeah. moves. There is nobody who moves like this girl, girl can moves. dance. It's, it's as if, you know, a lot of people choreograph their, their dances to their songs, to their sets and everything. Arya simply feels the music. Yeah. She simply feels every beat, every note, and it and it explodes in her movements. Yes. And I really thought, and I, I mentioned this to her at Expo after the fact, because she didn't win. And I could see that she was a little upset because she knew she knew in her heart that that show was a dime. I mean, yeah. like she, she really laid it all. She left it all out there, as they say, yeah. right? And I caught up with her and Rob afterwards, and I said to her, I go, you won. You don't realize, but just because you didn't get the piece of plastic doesn't really necessarily mean you didn't right. win. And she's so important to our business on a personal level, on a professional level, and on an entertainment level. Because I don't think that too many people can hang with her. She's She reminds me of a Gucci in the sense that um, Christina Gucci, by far, was the most decorated uh, yeah. feature in the last tw- 20 years. Yeah. Okay? Won everything. The girl had insane shows. Really knew how to network and and get her yeah, brand. Any, out any there. of these girls that are into like pole dancing or even like these pole fitness classes, like sure. she's a name that people recognize if they're into that sort of thing. Like Aria's on that level, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, one of the best ever. You know, at performance and and just an incredible human being. And Rob, her man, Rob is yeah. like just the like ambassador of 
hard work. I was going to say, nobody works harder nobody. than that dude. Nobody. Because and he's always smiling. Please yeah. think. They're, they're literally, I've seen him, in one hand, he had fire. In the other hand, he had like ripped costumes and two features in each ear screaming at him and he's still smiling going excuse me excuse me i have to get by yeah. you know like just <clears throat> a tremendous human being yeah. yeah shout out to uh to rob aka side why don't rob. you do a bud light here's to you rob aiken <laughs> yeah. here's to you mr cleans up the nasty bra off stage guy real american hero <laughs> sure your fingers smell like crotch but you don't care because you're barely getting paid. Smelly fingers. Not getting paid. Who else is going to pick up a piece of metal that was just up somebody's butt? You are. Because, butt metal. Because you're the number one butt metal spaghetti metalhead. And on that note, I think yeah. we take our first break. We got a great show today, Josh. Uh, Bobby Max back, so anything's possible, you know that. I've got uh, Danny, who runs uh, Centerfold Strips Features, a feature agent we're going to pick apart today. Right it's going to be fun. And I have a big announcement to make for Expo, and I, what's your story? Love it. Yeah, and then Bobby's going to talk about EDIs at the end of the show and some industry news. So we'll be right back. Rick's Cabaret, it's one of the biggest chains in the adult industry. With over 50 clubs nationwide, Rick's Cabaret is a great destination no matter what state you're visiting. Check out rickscabaret.com for a full list of clubs near you. And if you want a piece of the action, Rick's Cabaret is a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ under the letters R-I-C-K. Rick's Cabaret has been awarded National Club Chain of the Year numerous times. Check out rickscabaret.com for all your entertainment needs. Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out pandamembers.org. It could change your business for the better. We are back. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back. Bobby, sure. it's good to have you back. It's good to be home, man. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Those trips got to be fun for you, though, right? Oh, my God. I look forward to those all year long because you, yeah. you, you, you're you lucky to see any one of those entertainers at your club in a year, and I get to see 15 in a night. So yeah, 15 feature entertainers insane. in one night. Yeah, in one location. I mean... There's nothing like it. And, yeah. and they're the best of the best of the best. So everything you see blows your mind. It's not right. even like, oh, there's going to be a couple of lame opening acts or anything. No, this is the best of the best of the best, sir. I love yeah. talking to the features. And, and Josh does too, because yeah. the features are the one entity of our industry that literally get to see everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, they go to all the different clubs. They uh, they get involved in every market. Because every market's different. Even yeah. with Rick's Cabaret, we have 50 clubs. But... Our Texas clubs are so different from our Miami clubs. You know what I mean? Right. And the features go through that constantly. They, yeah. they deal with different customers. I mean, the caddy back in the day when you were in Rhode Island, yeah. Josh, you were running what about? Oh, we were running a feature every two weeks at one point. We yeah. were doing two a month. 
And uh, and yeah, it, 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 they also have to play the politics of the business and, you know, all that that goes along with There's traveling around to these clubs stuff. and stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. That, but but, uh, but yeah, you're right. They, they get exposed to every aspect of our industry, more so than any other position that you could possibly hold in this business. When I first started at Tootsie's back in the dark ages, because <laughs> I've been there so long, um, we used to do 21 shows a week. Wow. 21 shows. Feature shows. I remember that Wednesday every through week. Sunday, three yeah. shows. And are these to... features that you would book in and bring in, or these were like house girls that would be featured? No, 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 no. We would go through an agency, yeah, and, wow. and do it the right, you know, the right way. Get yeah. them in there, uh, do the promo, do the the pre uh, advertising, the whole nine, wow. you know. And I remember it would get crazy because a girl would come in on Monday. And we worked for a guy very much like Hitler, as Bobby can attest. <laughs> and uh, the owner at the time did. There were certain things if he did not like it was like you know Caesar giving the thumbs down. Yeah. And we would scramble on a Monday. We're already set up for twenty one shows, and we would have to call the agency and be like, "Listen, man, so and so is not going to work out. We're sending her back. <laughs> we we need another one immediately." And then we would make do for Monday and Tuesday morning. We better have another feature, and, and it was nuts. And we would do that every single week. Wow. It, we would never fail. We did that for years, and then things started changing, and, and it got a little bit uh, different. It wasn't quite as intense, um, and we would do like every couple weeks, every three weeks. You know, then it was like once a month. Um, it's it's the game has changed a little bit. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. And um, there's a, a couple different agents that are out there. Um, I've dealt with all of them. You know, from the, the the good, the bad, and the ugly, as I like to call. Uh, the, you know, because some of the agents, you know, I'm not trying to defile anybody here, but some of the agents step much like the DJs. There are certain DJs that go above and beyond what's required for them to do. Yeah. And there are certain agents out there who go above and beyond of what they're supposed to do. And we have with us today one of the good. Um, somebody who I have uh, started in an exclusive uh, professional relationship with. Danny from Centerfold Strips is in the yeah. house. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys. What's up, Planet Body Plus? Well, uh, Danny, we've got a ton of questions. We've got, um, you know, it, it's you're the first agent I think we've ever had in any of our series of podcasts to, to come on the show. Um, I am very honored to be here. Thank you. Very honored yeah. or, or very naive. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> but uh, Danny and I. What did I sign up for here? <laughs> Danny and I started um, working together at the beginning of this year. Um, Simone Dan Illustrious actually hooked us up. Um, I convinced the powers that be at Tootsie's and Rick's to finally let me start bringing in some uh, some talent. You know, we, for years we didn't book any features, and um, Hal Bell, who's the general manager of the year and the general manager of Tootsie's, um, him and I had a discussion about doing things to change up the room. You know, like sometimes the room gets flat. And you need something to pick Just it up. shake it up a little bit. Yeah, so, for sure. you know, we, we started bringing in features. And, and I've dealt with agents from Jim and Anne-Marie back in the day to pretty much everybody. Danny is by far one of the most professional, easiest people to work with um, for booking a feature. Uh, honest, um, very like understands what your needs and wants are from the club's perspective, but mind you, he also represents the entertainers as well, and he finds a very happy medium in between. And I have been 
overly happy to have this working relationship with this guy because I've never met somebody who's more honest and and everything he's told me about every girl he sent me so far has been dead on. Like not even remotely bullshit, which a lot of agents upset me because they're pushing somebody. Oh yeah. You know, this is they're my cousin's do, wife. They're, they're car salesmen. <laughs> Big time, right. Yeah. Danny's not a car salesman. And Danny, I want to give you accolades for that because I, as a person who books features in the industry, I really, really appreciate that because you saved me a ton of time, man. <laughs> a- absolutely. No, I, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, always in business and in life, you might as well be honest from the get-go because everything comes out in the wash, as they say, right? Yeah, for sure. How did you get into the business, Dan? Did, did, I mean, what did you do before and how did you get into it? Great question. And uh, I'll give you the uh, short, abbreviated version. <laughs> so I got into the adult entertainment industry about 25 years ago. And it was kind of, believe it or not, it was really a joke that I did it. At the t- I've always been in the service industry my whole life. Immediately before the adult entertainment industry, I owned a car and boat washing and detailing business. So during that time, I had a friend who now lives down in South Florida by by you, uh, Mike, and he suggested that I get into the adult entertainment business. And I was kind of like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> He's like, no, you know, you, you could do it and it could be very lucrative. Long story short, he connected me with a friend who had one foot out of the industry who invited me to lunch and essentially gave me adult entertainment 101 lesson. Class was in session. And I paid attention to every word that he said and took it very seriously and took notes. And after lunch and meeting with this guy for over an hour, I said, you know what, maybe there is something here. You know, I wasn't quite sure, but I was still kind of under the impression that this was really a joke. It was never going to happen. So with that being said, really old school, I printed business cards on my computer. I went to the club parking lots, the uh, nightclub parking lots, not the gentleman club parking lots, and I put business cards on the windshields of the cars, you know, exotic dances available, bachelor parties, birthday parties, corporate events, so on and so forth. A couple of days go by, and the phone starts to ring. All of a sudden, I know that it's a viable business. However, I have no talent. Now I have to go. <laughs> now I, 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 I did a little test marketing, and the marketing worked. You know, the, the business was there. Now I needed the talent. So the gym where I worked out, I put up on the uh, bulletin board, exotic dancers wanted. A couple of weeks go by, my phone rings. It's a girl named Jenna. She says, I'm an exotic dancer. I'd love to work with you. I'm looking for some more bookings. And I have a few friends that might be interested in working as well. Great. Meet me at the gym Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Wednesday at 8 o'clock, she came down. She met me at the gym. She was a very attractive young lady. She had experience. She wanted to work. She had friends that wanted to work. Now I have something. I have talent. I have customers. You put the two together. You're in business. And really... It was just being in the right place at the right time. It was the beginning of the internet. I invested, you know, some money into building the nicest website that I can afford. And immediately it started to gain traction. Um, I was on, you know, all the bulletin boards and posting away and driving traffic to the site. I have a degree in marketing, so that's really my strong suit. Whatever the business is or whatever the product is, I can get it sold. So who was the first star 
that you represented? Like, who was the first big name that came to the agency where you're like, holy shit, I think, you know, I think we're making it. This is, you know, we're, we're definitely getting to that next level. Who, who, I mean, you're talking 25 years ago. So, I mean, there's been some names in the last 25 years, and I'm sure one sticks to mind. Um, I would say the first big name, you know, that would resonate that I, you know, uh, started to book for feature bookings uh, would be Rochelle Ryan, who was on Eleanor's list that she had handed me that, that Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Rochelle, big friend of the show. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. We, we absolutely love her. She, um, D- Danny, we, we booked uh, Rochelle through Danny at Tootsie's recently, and that was probably the best booking that we could have possibly done. She brought in over 100 customers, put on, you know, she's not a showgirl, and she'll be the first to tell you she's not going to, you know, there's not going to be flames coming out of her ass right <laughs> now. Yeah. Danny, do you think the internet hurts or helps your business? I think the internet primarily helps my business uh, because it lets us get the word out about the agency. It lets us promote the entertainers. Of course, we're all dealing with this FOSTA-SESTA uh, regulation that came into play where the uh, specifically the social media companies are cracking down on any adult entertainment, any nudity. You know, they're deleting Instagram accounts without warning. So, you know, it's it's certainly challenging to work within those parameters, but you know, it is what it is, and you, you know, you adapt. And I would imagine that the innovation of the internet also contributed to the demise of uh, porn star fame, because uh, where everybody used to know the same twenty hot porn stars, now right. all of a sudden, porn has, a porn, star. porn has yeah. opened up a window, and people are celebrities for three minutes at a time. Yeah. So you don't get that. You don't get that. Jenna Jameson feel anymore when you book uh, an adult celebrity sometimes see i look at it the opposite way bobby i look at it as the porn girls diluted the showgirl division well, in yeah. the sense that you know it, it made them draw. less relevant because of the reach so danny how do you balance that when you've got a roster of showgirls that are just putting on insane shows at one price point and then you have the porn stars at another price point that don't put on quite the same show, but they have a bigger reach for the uh, club owner to, to book them. I mean, is it is it almost like uh, picking children at that point? Like, you know, almost like, how does that work from a business standpoint? Is it better to push a porn star because the, the value is higher? Or is it better to push the showgirl because long-term wise, you might get more out of it because the show is better? So back to uh, transparency and honesty, you know, when dealing with a club owner that's, you know, either new in the industry or inexperienced with booking features, you have to explain, you know, the benefits and advantages and disadvantages of, of each type of entertainer and let them know what their abilities are and then let them choose. So, for example, you know, you explain to them that the porn stars are going to have much larger social media following. They're going to have name recognition. Uh, and potentially draw lots of new customers through the door because of those reasons, right? Right, right. But their price, their starting price point is going to be higher, um, and they potentially have, you know, riders with, you know, some of the girls need a roadie or whatever. So you have to factor those costs into play. Now, the showgirls, obviously, are going to have beautiful costuming. They're going to have amazing choreographed shows, 
they're going to entertain your guests and really show them, you know, wow, look at the quality of the performance on stage. And then, of course, you have all the great novelty acts, the fire breathers, the sword swallowers, the little people, you know, the big mamas, all that kind of cool, quote unquote, circus vaudeville type of shows. And those draw people in as well because people want to see something that's cool and unusual and fun. So you basically lay out the roadmap. These are the three types of entertainers that we have. What, what is the best fit for your club? I really want to make an announcement right now that I have joined forces with Centerfold Strips okay. and Planet Platypus. Nice. And uh, Panda, uh, Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Um, we're uh, all getting together the Sunday nights uh, of Expo. Expo officially kicks off Monday night with our opening night party. But Sunday night has traditionally been the Panda Party. They give out awards for the DJs, um, and it's a celebration for the professional DJs in our industry. And um, since we did the Ego, or the Ego Summit, geez. Stuck in a time warp. My head is stuck in a time warp, Josh. Since we did the Pandemonium in Miami recently, uh, Jeb and I had talked about getting together and and doing a, a party uh, for both Planet Platypus and, and Panda. And I got on the phone with Danny and I said, you know what's always missing from our parties? Women. Women! Yes. <laughs> all such we are the strip club convention and the one thing that's missing is? Women. Yeah. Strippers! Yeah, where's all the hot chicks? Where's man? the strippers? Yeah. So it only made sense to me. I got with Danny and I said, what if we did a showcase and then we did a mini showcase? And... Um, you know, we, we got Danny involved and had him bring some of his top talent to, uh, you know, look and get bookings. Now, what Tootsies is doing is Tootsies is sponsoring the event. And through this showcase, we're going to book one of the girls at our club um, and and have them come feature at Tootsies. Oh, so the winner of the showcase actually get a yeah, it's booking. Yeah, I don't really want to call it much of a contest. You right. know, I don't want, because, you know, but... A showcase, I believe, is Danny's a good term putting for that. together. Yeah. Danny's putting together at least three different entertain, you know, entertainers. Whether it's a porn girl or um, you know, a show girl. I just said Danny surprised me. Yeah, you know, nice. I can't wait. And yeah. and give him an opportunity to push somebody since he never has. He's the one agent who's never pushed somebody. That's on an me. awesome idea, man. So I said, well, let's give you this opportunity to feature one or some of your girls. And we even talked about it. Danny had. had uh, had you reached out to anybody yet? Or actually, I don't even know if I want to know this. Uh, honestly, I haven't yet. I've been a little consumed with uh, some other, you know, things that required my immediate attention. Things more but, important than Planet Platypus and Panda? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, nothing's more important than Panda and Platypus. But um, I also want to make sure my mind's already going, you know, moving towards that direction. I want to make sure that we pick the best talent for this event. Danny, where can people uh, reach you? Uh, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you if they're a club owner and they want to book through you because you're the best agent in the country? Our website is centerfoldfeatures.com. Awesome. Right Danny on. from Centerfolds, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life. And uh, Mike, Bobby, and Josh, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. We love having you, Danny. And yeah, I can't man. wait to uh, share that party experience with Centerfolds and see all of the beautiful girls on your roster taking over 
our uh, the club, which is uh, Centerfolds uh, uh, in Vegas. Centerfolds right? Vegas, yeah. Yeah, so the Centerfold Strips is coming to Centerfolds in Vegas, Sunday night of Expo. Yeah. Panda, Planet, Platypus, Centerfolds. Danny, thank you so much for being part of our show and for being part of our industry. You're one of the good guys, man. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. and really appreciate it. And a big shout out and thank you to Panda and thank you to Planet Platypus. All right, thanks, Danny. We'll be back right after a word from our sponsors with DJ of the Year, Jimmy Boucher, with a little segment we like to call What's Your Story? Stick around. Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. CinefoldStrips.com has you covered. CinefoldStrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. CinefoldStrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. CinefoldStrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. Playmates is Miami's best-kept secret. Great food and top-level entertainment. Playmates features events and a great menu. Check out PlaymatesClub.com for all your entertainment needs. This club is known for great customer service, not to mention it's a non-stop party. The staff is friendly, the club is beautiful, and there's never a shortage of hot entertainers. PlaymatesClub.com. The party is on. Holy shit. The planet is back. The planet is back. We are back. Welcome back, Josh. This is our favorite part of the show. Yeah, Bobby Mack, you got to hit him with the uh, with the patented uh, line for this for this segment of the show. I had to do it for you last week. But. What's your story? Here it is. I <laughs> love it. He's got a way of doing it. Yeah, he's know? got a way of doing it, man. This is the part of the show where we like to take our friends from the industry and put them on the spot and have them tell a story. Now, when we get together privately in our private lives and, and talk about shop, as they say, there's always everyone always has a story, <laughs> you know, something that's you know, uh, relevant to all of us doing a job of being a DJ or being in the strip club industry in some capacity. But on the line today, from West Palm Beach, Florida, the current DJ of the year, and uh, one of our closest friends in Absolutely. life, uh, Mr. James Jimmy Boucher. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, Jimmy, since you're the current DJ of the year and uh, Natasha Nova is the current entertainer of the year, um, I understand you have a story about Natasha Nova and the first time you guys met. Yeah, so we, we had been bo booking features here at the club for a little bit, and uh, someone turned us on to Natasha Nova, so she came into town, and everybody was just basically stroking the shit out of her to me or me to her. Jimmy's great. He's great with features, blah, blah, blah. She comes over, gives me her music. And I, and you know, basically Joe's telling her Jimmy's the best. Jimmy's this, Jimmy, this, Jimmy, you put me on this high, high shelf. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I'm just me. And she's like, Hey, nice to meet you. She hands me her music and she goes, is it okay to leave up here? I go in the, in the 25 plus years I've been doing this. I've never lost anyone's music ever. Blah, blah, blah. She says, okay. This must be uh, either a Thursday or a Friday night. And then uh, at 5 a.m., we tore apart the, the DJ booth, completely unhooked. We have in our booth, I don't know, six, seven computers, you know, 
five or six monitors or whatever it is, and uh, the CDJs, the mixer, all the equipment, put everything in the closet, redid the whole DJ booth, and then put everything back together before we opened back up later that night. Well, come to find out, I lost her music. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And it was the only... (laughs) It was the only copy she had, and I was never so embarrassed. I'm like, in my 25 plus, and I just told this girl, and her, her response is, oh, you're that good. <laughs> I'm like, to make matters worse, during her shows, my computer, back then we weren't on Mac or whatever it was, I went to hit play on her show, Welcome to Tasha Nova. The computer shuts off. Oh, oh that's the worst. worst nightmare scenario. That's right the there. worst. Because, I think we've all been there in one way oh, or another. It's, po- it's like the worst possible thing that could happen is you end up with dead air, especially at she that goes, moment. Oh, yeah. You're, you're the best. I can see that already. You're amazing. <laughs> uh, DJ of the year, everybody. So she's had that little run and joke with me now. I think it's probably, I don't know, probably three years plus now. It's been running every time I see her. But her and I become pretty good friends, and you know, uh, I've given her a bunch of music last time she was here. She just competed, and uh, the the that's pretty much it. You know, I'd lost her music, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how fucking embarrassing is this? I've never done it in my life. Six months later, she comes back. First thing I do to her is I hand her the fucking the flash drive. I go, it was in the closet the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And she owns that stage, man. She's but good. She she was great that night. We she's saw good. Her over there. She's, she's really she's good. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, and and we don't normally get this kind of information, but in this round of the EDIs uh, last week, this was the closest that the showgirl scores have ever been in in EDI history. And the top two, I think the top two in the showgirl division was Charzane, who won, mm-hmm. and Natasha Nova, who came in second, who cannot win. So. Right, but she, well, she can still win, but then the other person gets the nomination, Correct. and this person gets the cash. But you know how amazing Charzane is on a pole. Just to give you an idea of how elite Natasha's yeah. Natasha's act is. Yeah, her whole stage presence, everything. She like she's... she was she was this close. She was in a hair of shutting down the show killer herself. Yeah, because Charzane will come in mm. and ruin your contest. Charzane's yeah. got now. Her, I have not seen yet. That's one I'm looking forward to seeing. Hopefully at Expo. She's got that incredible athletic build. She's muscle from stem to stern. But more importantly, and she's a sweet kid too. Yeah, but more she's graceful. Importantly, on the pole, she just destroys a club. She yeah. just destroys it. Her pole, to give you an idea of how insane she is, hangs from a chain from the ceiling, and then it becomes a pole. So it's a free-flowing... Like a dangling yeah, pole? That's a, insane. And, wow. And she goes nuts on that thing. And like I said, she just brings down the house every time she performs. Well, Natasha was this close to dethroning, to, to, to check, checking that kid to the curb. Yeah, she's good, man. Natasha's great. Jimmy, who's the best feature you've worked with? The best feature I've worked with in 25 plus years? Yeah. There's a lot. But I mean, Blondage was probably the best I've ever seen. They were amazing. So I worked for Terry Weigel for a year. Her shows. So between Terry Weigel, Blondage, and then probably Gooch. Do you have a Terry Weigel story? uh, No. Uh. That'll get me divorced. I remember when Terry went out during a hurricane at Tootsie's in, in, in nothing but a sundress and no panties and went on the All middle. Right, I got one. Okay, go ahead. I got, 
I have one Terry Weigel story. Okay, go ahead. It doesn't it doesn't include me because I was just a bodyguard slash roadie slash MC slash guy that drove to the fifth city, uh, fifth floor walk up in New York City so they could see a friend. Um, we're in uh, not Danbury, Connecticut. We're in uh, outside of man, the Zebra Club. It was. Norwalk, Connecticut, I think. Zebra Club. Anyways, they had a couple different levels. The place was kind of crazy. Cool club, but there was a bachelor party. They had their bachelor party room in the basement. So we went down the basement, and there was a bachelor party for like 15 or 20 New York City cops. Cops. Police officers. <laughs> Tough room. <laughs> you got that, right? Police yeah, officers? Cops. Yes. She had them all stand in a circle, and she's in the middle. And she went around and pleasured each and every one of them oh in the circle. <laughs> and I was in complete and utter shock. But that was just the beginning of us being on tour. It's just who she was. Yeah, dude, I've worked, cool with, I've worked like with her a, many times as well. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's insane, dude. Like, yes, it was the same type of scenario except right on our main stage where it was like, you know, as an MC, you're up there like commentating this, and then you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Yeah, yeah, you're hyping the crowd. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. Wait a second, don't do that. Put the and dick you, down. Put you, the dick down. And, and like, yeah, you know, a lot of these features, you know, they'll they'll, uh, you know, hey, we need a volunteer from the audience, someone to come up, and they'll, you know, people want to come up, and like usually they'll lay you down and you know like bounce on you, put whipped cream on you, some kind of crazy stunt, you know. Not Terry shots. Weigel. No, Terry Weigel will literally eat your cock off. <laughs> <laughs> to where, we, like, we the crowd walking. is just like, we, they don't know what to do. They're like, maybe we should go. I don't think this is okay. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, man. One more quick one about her. We did a show at Dollhouse in Myrtle Beach. The first time I ever met Randy Beasley. It must have been back in 1994. And uh, there was a concert hall next to it. And some guy from the University of South Carolina was just starting to get big. And that we should go by and see him. There was like 300 people out there listening to him. His name was Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow. So we went out there to listen, and it's unbelievable how big they got after that. But after we left the dollhouse, we went to a grocery store that was open late, and she was literally wearing a fishnet dress, and a, and, which was completely see-through with thong underwear. And uh, her husband had her bent over in like aisle 15, boning her in the fucking grocery store. <laughs> Oh, she's such a <laughs> such a great hot, little hot mess. Off, it, uh, working for her for a year though, off like when we were in the clubs that she was she was Terry Weigel. Outside of it, when we were on the road and doing other things, she was like a overprotecting big sister or like um, like a mom. She was very kind and giving. Yeah. She was a good person. She's still a, is a good person. I know she lives somewhere amazing. else. Amazing human being. She was, she, she's always gone uh, out of her way. If she liked you, she liked you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, she was always good to us on the road. In fact, Terry, when when we opened the first studio for Planet Platypus, Terry was our first guest. She did the ribbon cutting. She did the ribbon cutting. That's right. She really was, man. She lived Al Bundy's uh, dream girl, if you recall. Iowa, North Dakota, somewhere. She lives way out west. Yeah, she's she's got like a farm with ants. She loves animals. That's like her her thing. She's really into rescuing and 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 and, bestiality. No, no, she's she's really. (laughs) <laughs> See, 
This is why Jimmy and I are so good together because like, like I try so hard to be professional and straight laced, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Jimmy just can't. That wasn't me. That, the way you laughed evilly at Josh's <laughs> comment, like you can't even. Like I have the ability to like not laugh as hard. You can't. You just—it's funny to me. Do, do you have any? Do you have any uh, Bobby Mack stories? Oh God! Oh, we did that last week. Do you have any platypus stories? Yeah. No, you and I always. I mean, I'm trying to think back. You I mean, and I have always been kind of. We don't have anything crazy together. I don't think. Not really. Oh my God! Well, when Jimmy says that, he means I don't think I. There's anything yeah, I, I can't can throw talk you about because because well, I'm usually Jimmy's voice of reason when he's about to be crazy. I'm usually when talking him off a ledge or vice versa. I mean, we're always we're just really dear good friends. But I I mean I remember back in West Palm when I was at T's and you were at um, what the fuck Wild Side Wild Side. We would go back and forth a little bit there and mess with each other a little bit, but not nothing hardcore. Jimmy was always in a different league back then because I, I don't know. He would just walk out on stage in his underwear and, and like. Yeah, I think everybody would agree. Life. Jimmy's just a one of a kind personality. Yeah, like, you know, there's I people a, that I had a feature. At, I had a feature at Wildside during spring break. I don't remember who it was. She brought a dildo out on stage, and she was you know deep throat with dildo, and. Uh, <laughs> I used to do some fucked up shit back then, but I said anybody in the crowd will deep will deep throat the dildo. I'll give him a fifty dollar bar tab. Guy stands up. I go, I'll make it a hundred if you put it in your ass. Guy oh, pulls no. his pants down. The feature shoves it in his ass. I go, hundred dollar bar tab. He goes, I'm on spring break. I'm drinking free. I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. Wow. I don't know what to say. I'm kind of a shock wow. him. Yeah, see, I don't have stories like that. Zero fucks given, man. But you know, this this guys that that'll go in and see Jimmy and what he does at his club. And be so floored by it that they'll try to go back to their club and do what Jimmy does. You and you can't, you just cannot duplicate no. that kind of like quick humor and just, he can get away with things that nobody else can get away with for some reason. No, and here's, here's the thing though you have to have an owner that'll allow you to get away with it. Correct. If yeah. I took my, if I took my shtick to somewhere else, they may not think I'm funny at all. And yeah, I that shit wouldn't fly it to welcome up. I have to welcome up, welcome down, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. and I got to tell promo. you, working next to Jimmy with in the same company with different buildings, we used to share a feature. And mm -hmm. and the funny thing is, we had I'd like I couldn't I couldn't be Jimmy. Jimmy's on the off the cuff, you know mm -hmm. whatever. Me, I I've got an arsenal of jokes, but I plan everything out. I've got to know what's coming. I got to know what time we're going on. I got to know what music I'm using. I I'm not I'm not the same off the cuff guy that he is. And we're completely That's two bullshit, different. That's bullshit, though, because you're you're by far the best feature DJ I've ever heard. Oh, Even man. when you worked for us out west, you were fucking amazing. Well, the energy, the it, it's different. The voice. You you brought a whole different energy to a feature show than I did. That's I brought a little comedic relief here and there, but you always were. You're, you're amazing with features. Thank you, man. Bobby's very that's polished. That, that's what I was getting at. Like yeah. the feature would have to use both of us, and we'd have to mm -hmm. tell the feature, "Look, you're not going to get the same feature show when you go across the street." I'm just warning you. I mean, you're at, yeah. If when once you go to Jimmy, this is what you're going to get, and then once you go to Bobby, this is what you're going to get. You, you'll get blown up. You'll make some money. <laughs> it's yeah, bugging oh, me. Yeah. It's bugging me. I can't think of what he said about Walker that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but he said he was the something of the of our industry. Oh, God, candy corn. No, but it was like. <laughs> no, but it was so damn funny. Like the Snooky of our industry. It was something like. <laughs> it, 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 it was something oh, along man, those right? lines. It was so funny, and Walker was so upset. I wish I could remember it, man. But that's Jimmy. Jimmy always, and he'll. There's even times where he'll say something, and I'll miss it, and then catch it. 
and go, did he just, and then I'll see the reaction and go, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did just say yes, that. Yes, he just did. No filter. Jimmy, when did that start? Did you, you've always been like that where you just don't give a shit when you're on the mic and you say what you feel or did that? You know what it is, bro? It's because you were, you were probably trained in the same fucking school as I was up here in West Palm with all these rattleheads and chases and, yeah. and all these other guys. And I had to compete in this town with those guys, which was the shock jock kind of a thing. And it kind of went away. And with the whole shock jock, now I don't really rip on customers anymore. I rip on myself or my wife more than anything now. Yeah. And I'd, I'd rather get them to laugh at me and with me than, you know, pick on some guy that feels bad and leaves. But, you know, I, I, I push the limits sometimes. I get in trouble. Trust me, I've been in trouble a few times in the past few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the past few weeks. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I understand you have a meeting or something going on today, so you're, you're busy, right? You're, you're tied up in, yeah. in Monroe's stuff. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time and telling us a few stories. Anything you'd like to promote or plug or anything going on? Yeah, if anyone's in, in town and likes house music, we have uh, Chicago house music legend Bad Boy Bill on the 22nd. Oh, nice. and wow. then this weekend, And then this weekend we have uh, Stacia Diana. She's oh, cool. going to be featuring Thursday, Friday, Saturday. She was amazing at the at the EDIs last week, by the way. Yeah. Incredibly. She was amazing at our tournament, too. Yeah, she did, yeah. She did well at the, at the Monroe's tournament. Uh, Jimmy, what about the... Uh, aren't you guys doing something for um, a, a charity event? You're doing... Um... Yeah, on July on July 17th, that um, we're going to have two buses leave Monroe's, and we're heading out to Okeechobee, Florida, for the first ever sporting clay charity shoot. And the charity is that we're, it's going for, I don't even remember the name of it off the top of my head because you put me on the spot, but it's for um, victims human, of uh, human trafficking, sex right? trafficking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty reasonable. I want to say it's $800 a team, and that includes uh, the travel, that includes the shotgun, that includes all your ammo, that includes the, the sporting clays. And then it has a, a, a dinner afterwards and a reception back at Monroe's after we get back. Um, how many people? So per it's pretty cool. How many people are on a team? It's, it's four per team with one girl that uh, is available to drive your car, your cart. It's like a golf course, except it's with shotguns. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds badass, man. There's three of us and, in this uh, room. Yeah, you know, there's whole yeah, sponsorships, and then there's just there's team sponsorships and. 100% of the proceeds go to that charity. That's awesome. Jimmy, you're the current DJ of the year. Uh, award season is two months away. Uh, who'd you, who would you like to see be the next... Who would you like to see be the next DJ of the year? I got too many friends in the industry. I'll keep my votes to myself just like I always do. <laughs> good, luck. Good, luck, good luck to everybody. Wow. I mean, the nomination list isn't even up, so it's just kind yeah. of a blanket... You know, now, now, Jimmy and I had something in common in that we were both nominated like the most consecutive times in a row without winning the, the prize. So I was really happy when Jimmy won last yeah, year me too. Because, yeah. because it was long overdue. Long overdue. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there was, some, there was some bad blood with Jimmy and I and some of the DJs for a long time. So, I mean, he kind of got lumped into that with Planet Platypus and me. Well, you were just you were defending me at one point. That's basically what what came, what happened. Somebody said I'll always something. defend my I'll always defend my friends to the end. Yeah, that's true. He will. That's that's the God honest truth. I mean, is is 
funny and comical as Jimmy can be, he is one of the best friends you can have in life because if I there there are literally on one hand I can count how many people that if I was in a jam of any kind that I can call that would be there literally that second Jimmy's definitely at the top of that list. Well, I mean, well, you're, you're fortunately they're uh, they're all on the phone with you right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just missing Bianco, right? I right. Mean, and that's that's pretty much my circle right there. But Jimmy, I love you, man. You know that, and uh, you're the greatest. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the shows. We got to get you in studio, though. It's a lot more fun when you're in studio because then we can get him divorced because we'll have him tell all those stories that, that Alex will shoot him for. But uh, but anyway, I, I love you, brother. Appreciate you as always. Have, have a, what's your meeting about today? Can you talk about that? It's our administrative meeting. It's just all the the higher ups meet every Tuesday. But uh, Bruins five two tomorrow night. Win five two, then I'll be at the. Oh, he's calling it. He won't pick a DJ of the year, but he'll call the Bruins yeah. winning five two. <laughs> yeah, man, Bruins every time. All right, cool. Marshan, Marshan, Marshan with, with two goals and two Karaska VIP. I mean, yeah. you're. Uh, Jimmy, MVP. our our listeners are like Don Mega and Three Pandas. They're not gonna. They don't. <laughs> they're not gonna care about hockey. It's the truth. But anyway, love you, brother. I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful meeting. Tell Joe B he, uh, we, we love him and, and care about him very much. Silence. Uh, nothing <laughs> Nothing on the Joe B. We love you. I'm, 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 I'm just teasing. Just just tell everybody we said hi over at Monroe's, one of our sponsors of Planet Platypus and one, one of the greatest clubs in uh, South Florida. All right, guys. Thank you. Love you, Jimmy. Love you, Jimmy. Jimmy Boucher. Love you guys. Bye. Telling some stories. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. We'll be right back right after a word from our sponsors with some industry news and a whole lot more. Stick around. If you're in the Baltimore area, there's no better place to be than the Baltimore Hustler Club. This club is operated on the highest level. Every detail is never overlooked. Beautiful entertainers just down the street from major sports stadiums. BaltimoreHustlerClub.com has all the information you're looking for. You can follow them on social media. For Instagram, follow at BeMoreHustlerClub. For Twitter, at HustlerClubs. And for Facebook, at HustlerMD. Or find them all at BaltimoreHustlerClub.com. Fun is just a click away. Monroe's Palm Beach is an award-winning club for good reason. Come in for the amazing food and stay all night for the party. Monroe's regularly books feature entertainment and the top mainstream DJs. Jimmy Boucher is the current DJ of the year and keeps the party going until 5 a.m. Check out the upcoming events at monroespalmbeach.com. Nobody does more events than Monroe's Palm Beach. It's the best party in Palm Beach County. Monroe's has won more awards in the past five years than any independent club in the industry. Check out monroespalmbeach.com. It's not just a party, it's an experience. Everybody! Wow, Josh just got shot. <laughs> I'm, I get fired up, man. When I hear that song, I get really fired up, man. It's like the the Planet Platypus theme song just really does it for me. It, you know, that was a great collab. Fantastic job, by the way. Yeah, Josh. man, thank you. That's good. And we're gonna be doing some more stuff too. We had mentioned last week you weren't here, but I think you'd be good at making suggestions at this. We were going to have me uh, write like a short song, like you know, you're gonna pick a topic. We're gonna pick a topic every week, mm -hmm. right. and I'm gonna make like a little short kind of parody song about it. So maybe that's something we could we could figure out for next time. 
I can, coming I, up with an actual like subject matter. Yeah, of your coming rap. up with just something. Just yeah. just throw something at me. It could be anything. Maybe we could have the listeners comment on stuff. That's what we'll do. We'll throw up a post, and then you leave a you leave a comment of the topic of what, you want to hear you Josh rap about. I'm going to rap about it. it. Could be anything from the mundane to the outrageous. And we'll pull one out and, of the hat, and, and, and I'll and I'll make it a hit. That's what we do. Awesome. I'm trying <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of something, but the one thing I really want to hear you rap about will get us in trouble. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe a panda rap. How about that? Yeah, maybe we could do that panda, panda, I mean, panda, panda. Yeah, like yeah, we could do just like a remix of that, but just you know, talking about all the pandas. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe What's we can we can unleash that at the uh, the big party we got coming up. I was gonna say, why don't we just why don't we get some music and do do one live <laughs> at mean, the event? I love putting Josh on the spot. I love it. I really do. I remember when Josh did the boat in New Orleans, and he was uh, emceeing the lip sync competition. That was fun. And then there's this old creepy guy in the window. This is what made me love Josh. There's this old creepy guy in this in this window of a boat, and he's like staring at the. All right, so this so we got this contest going on, and. Everything's you know running fine, and then just there's this old man who I don't know what his affiliation was with anybody on that no boat because I mean was. it was a private party, and I yeah. don't know what that guy was, but he's standing like on the like on the deck of the boat, and there's like these big windows, and he's just standing there with his arms crossed and very like stern looking face, and just staring in the window, and it <laughs> was for a really long time, and he wasn't even like moving, like his expression wasn't changing, just very stern face, like. So at some point, like in the middle of the thing, like it was just freaking me out. So I had to just call it out. I was on the mic talking about what we were doing. And then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, whose grandpa is this in the window right here? Because this guy's really creeping me out. And of course, the police just started roaring with laughter because everyone well, turned and looked. And everyone this- looked. There was a silence after he said that because everyone like, shoom, they all looked at the window <laughs> yeah. and then shoom, looked back at Josh. And it was just an immediate fun. And, and to this day, I'm. It might have been a ghost. I mean, we were out there on the uh, in New Orleans, you know, out on the uh, what is that, the Mississippi River, yeah. and like, yeah, man, there's a lot of boat. lot of history out there and voodoo and spooky stuff going down in yeah. in Nolan. So, I'm not convinced that that wasn't a ghost <clears throat> of some sort. Expo is my favorite time of year because it gives people in our industry an opportunity to shine at their craft, and that was your opportunity. That was the first time that you got to really get in front of your peers. And do so, and it wasn't a big deal. It was yeah. a lip sync. Well, if you remember, you know? I got on the boat, and the plan was Jimmy and I were going to co-host. Yes, uh, Jimmy, for whatever reason, wasn't feeling well or just wasn't up to it. He had some kind of vertigo or something. Yeah, so, going something on going on. Where, yeah, right. So, so he's like, "You're going to have to do it on your own." Yeah. Okay, so that was like the first. I was like, man, I was really gonna lean on Jimmy because, like we were saying earlier, he's just so great that yeah. you know I was just gonna kind of be the you're straight great. guy. You're great too, but. uh but but then we had a bunch of contestants that were planning on doing it that either weren't there or they backed up. We did this on the last day of Expo where mm. everybody's worn out and hungover and just, you know. So I actually had to go around the boat with like, you know, like a pad and a pen and like talk to everybody and say, hey, interested in doing this lip sync contest we're doing? And I was kind of like the, the cruise ship uh, activities coordinator there for a while, too, because I had to actually find people to agree to do it. And thank know? God for Doc Rock. Oh, and Dr. Rock, always a, a huge showman at every event that he's involved in. Yeah. 
This week, he was at your thing this weekend, Dude, right? And thank God he was. Like you just said, thank God for Doc Rock. He always shows up and shows the love. He was at both EDIs this year, uh, him and Danny Myers. So whenever and like pandemonium, whenever and I yeah, yeah. and so whenever I needed somebody to lean on, it was Doc was right there at a the table, and yeah. you can't miss Doc because he's like six foot six. He's a party with you know the Nikki Six hair. Yeah, you know. Uh, he's usually got the Elvis shades on, and and he's wearing something loud all the time. In this yeah. case, he was six foot six, dressed completely in solid white. Yeah. So he stood out like a light bulb. It was the doctor yeah. scrubs, right? Yeah. So uh, I and he's one of those guys you can give the microphone to. Like I can just go up and say, Doc, I have a question for you. Hey, what's the hardest part about judging? Because you've been a judge. Give the give the mic over uh, to he Doc. Just goes and it's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And I got a kind of a funny Doctor Rock story involving Expo. Also, there was another a different Expo. Uh, where uh, I was performing a couple of songs, you know, I was working with Andrew Cutts and he was going to play some old school beats and I was going to rhyme over them and it was just kind of a fun thing we were going to do. Well, prior to that, Dr. Rock and I had this little video that we did in oh, Texas. This, this was in New Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so we had this video, we did like a little rap battle and Dr. Rock, believe it or not, has this little rap verse that he wrote that's actually pretty funny and entertaining. So, I'm the Ayatollah yeah, of the rock, rock and Roller. roller. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I got yeah, yeah. my toes in the sender. Yeah. So he was like... He, so we had did this little video that kind of became amongst our circle like a little viral thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought it'd be great that while I'm doing this performance in New Orleans to have Dr. Rock come out and do his little rap Like too. a cameo. Yeah, like a cameo, right? So he was all about it. He shows up to the event. He's got this costume on of like full sequins, like Michael Jackson, like the Sergeant Pepper jacket, like awesome. full sequin jacket, the star It was 145 on. degrees so outside. So the plan too. was, I said, okay, so Doc Rock's standing like right outside. He's standing outside, but it's a glass door. He could see inside. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to bring him out at the, we agreed to do it at the end. Because like you said, you give Dr. Rock a microphone and he tends to just go. He takes over So we're like, we're going to do it at the end of the performance so he could just go, but it, like it won't affect the time of what you know what we're doing so i'm over there doing my thing he's standing outside in this ridiculous costume just it's 178 degrees in new oh orleans humid he's sweating and he's like kind of knocking on the window going like come on like introduce me bring me out man and i felt so bad this poor guy was dying out there but <laughs> sure enough i waved him on in a dr rock everybody and he came in and he did the dance and he did the rap and like you know it was just so cool to be to share the stage with him yeah. and, and, and perform with him and like he's just <clears> such <throat> a showman in everything that he does and i i had never up to this point seen doc rock drink until this past edis and mm -hmm. we're in the pony club in memphis and uh all of the edi staff people uh who put on the show the people who have the score sheets the people who have you know all the organizing the entertainers we're all up in one vip section right and doc rock has his own table going over next to us and they're pounding drinks all night long and doc rock walks up in the middle of the vip section later in the night and does impromptu the bobby mac rap he's like this is bobby mac he's gonna give you a heart attack <laughs> yes yeah turn around and give you a smack i mean just off the top of his head yeah, he yeah, just yeah. keeps going bro he's I an entertainer dying. yeah it was straight dying one of the, the the biggest personalities in our business that like you said man doc, like doc rock is part of an era that where there was a certain pageantry to what we do that yeah. doesn't really exist anymore i would love to see we should get him together with danny from centerfolds because i would love to see him do like a world tour bro yeah. You know, like he a has, strip club tour. 
Yeah. He has absolutely no fear. He's one of the people in the business that no fear. He walks up to absolutely everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> He'll grab a girl by the hand, bring her over to meet somebody else. And he's like, hey, you met Bobby Mack? This is my man, Bobby Mack. This is what he does. Is he doing his thing? And just <laughs> oh, just constantly, constantly on. Yeah. And it's effortless for him. Yeah. This yeah. is this is who he is. He doesn't even think about it. Right. Yeah. 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 When you see when you see him with the with the hair and the whole thing, like people don't understand, like that's not a gimmick. That's I love Doc Rock. Really who he is. I really I, yeah. I love him for that reason. Yeah. Right. So okay, so Dr. Rock's there, Danny Myers is there, and fifteen entertainers. Yeah, we had fifteen entertainers. We had uh um we had six showgirls. I'm sorry, we had six newcomers. Uh-huh. Uh and then uh what was nine uh showgirls. So it was wow. a busy night both nights. We actually had to we had to keep the show going because with nine feature showcases, That's you gotta remember, not only do we have to stop the club and start our show, but in between each entertainer, we have to take down a multitude of sets, a multitude of rigging, <clears throat> clear the stage, clean the stage, yeah. start the setup for the next sets, the next rigging, the next props yeah. and costumes and wires and electronics and everything. And these girls are bringing four or five different giant gimmicks to each each performance. So it's no that goes back to what we were talking about Rob Aiken. Just a miracle worker, man. Just a hard working miracle worker in our job to get all that stuff done and down to a science in three minutes it, or less. It takes a village, yeah. right? Because right. yeah. every minute, every second counts against that girl's time. She's only got 15 minutes, period. And that includes setup and breakdown. Newcomer so, you were most impressed by? I'd have to go with the girl that actually lit the club on fire. What? Uh, <laughs> girl lit the club on fire? What are you talking um, about? So. So the great thing about the EDIs is that there's always a multitude, Josh was talking about earlier, of new talent now, mm. where we were seeing our old familiar faces all the time. Right, right, right. Uh, because they're guaranteed to put on a good show. Now a lot of those girls have moved on or, be, or taken up residency at certain places, and we're getting an influx of new entertainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada is one of our main threads of some new entertainment. So there's a couple of new entertainers, one of which the girl who won, and her name is Heather Heaven. Mm-hmm. and She's uh, hot. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah the okay. pictures I yeah. saw of her, I'm like, wow, very Absolutely attractive. Beautiful. She's got the doe eyes, the pretty face. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just... She's nice just, body. Oh, my God, yeah. And her costume. Her costume was insane. So, but because we're so jaded, you know, those little minor, those those little beauty factors don't kind of work on you yet. Yeah, right. Like, I want to see what you, what you kind of performer you are before I give you my... You know my my heart before I before mm-hmm. I invest in you personally. Right. Right, right, right. Let me see what you do on stage because yeah. anybody can buy a costume, but right. let me see what you got. So girl comes out in a beautiful costume, tears up the stage and everything, and then she gets out her fire and she's got the 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 whole deal where it's like two different balls on a long chain and you light each ball on fire and then, and then you start swing spinning it around. Yeah, right, right, right. So she's doing all that and. You know, she's pretty She's pretty good at it. And she's going from one end of the club to the other. And then she grabs her bottle, and I think she's going to put the fire out on the, on mm-hmm. the stuff and go to the next thing. No. The bottle is filled with, uh, with fire juice. And she goes <laughs> over, and she leans on the pole, and she starts pouring it down the entire end length of this pole pouring it down the entire length of that pole then takes her fireballs and starts to set the club on fire Holy and i'm shit. having i'm having this great white rhode island moment and i'm like yeah i'm like is this girl setting this club on fire yeah, you're looking for the nearest <laughs> exits and like yeah and then i'm like i'm, I'm like look, looking for jerry westland out of the corner of my eye so that and his face his jaw is dropped and he's like and I could it just I could hear him thinking, is this girl just setting my club on yeah, fire? Did I, I, yeah, I'll bet you it's a step further than that. Think of liability, like oh yeah. my god. And then I dare look back to see if I can find Dave Manick or or Lexi, and just to see what their reaction is. But luckily, we have. Um, anytime we do shows like this, we have a couple fire guys. 
uh, our guys who are in charge of the fire equipment. So they know anything that goes down and they're on it. They're watching. There's it. a fire yeah. extinguisher a foot yeah. away oh, from yeah. the stage. Oh, right? On each side right. of the stage, just right. in case one guy trips, the other guy's there in, in you know seconds. Right. But, uh, oh, my God. Like, that was. That what was, was her name again? Heather. Heaven, Heather Heaven. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the new the newcomer. She won, right? She, she won did win. Okay. She won. Yeah. yeah. And then out of the showgirls, who impressed you the most? I had never seen Charzane perform, which is crazy because she lives down here. Yeah, right. She's local, and we've all worked at the same clubs down here. And I just keep missing her. I keep hearing about her. You know, she's called the show killer for a reason. Yeah. You try to put on one of those events at your club where you go, we're going to do an amateur night and give mm -hmm. away a $1,000 prize. Charzane will kill that for you. Yeah. <laughs> she, she will show up and destroy the, the competition. Pull record. Right. <laughs> you so, know, oh, go ahead. I, so this, and being that I've seen a lot of the other girls before, mm -hmm. it was amazing to watch Charzane work. So Charzane really stood out to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it maybe it's, maybe it's because I've seen the other ones so many times, but, but, that that would that's dishonoring the the performance she put on. She put for an award winning show. It's funny. Bobby's talking about the newcomer that almost set the club on fire. Charzane almost set my house on fire once. What? Oh shit! For real, true story. Um, way back, the first time I met Charzane, she was rolling with uh, the 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 A team, uh, Gucci, uh, Simone, Lacey, and uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix Fires. Fires. Yeah. And she was rolling with them. We were doing one of Platt's birthday parties, or it was it was some Planet Platypus thing. Event. And I had literally like ten people sleeping at my house for like a weekend, and Charzane happened to be one of them. I think. Farrah Frost was with them uh, before. I remember that. That was before she put uh, the the plate in the tiger's oven. oven. Um, <laughs> that's how long ago this yeah. was. But but anyway, we were all getting ready to leave for <laughs> a club or something. Um, yeah, that story we have to tell too in yeah, depth just... one day. But 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 I smelled something burning upstairs <laughs> in my my room, and I'm like, what, what the hell is like somebody cooking something downstairs? So I had the master bedroom upstairs, and at the time, I lived in a very big house, and we had a lot of bedrooms. So I had a couple guest bedrooms. As I'm going to the guest bedrooms, there's a Gucci, Lacey, and Simone with literally 100 pounds of makeup on the floor and everywhere in the bed. My bathroom was just like, it, it looked like a stripper bomb went off. Someone, yeah. Right, it looked like a stripper bomb went off in my bathroom, right? And they're all getting ready frantically, because I'm like, let's go, let's go. I'm trying to get everybody to go. And... All of a sudden, I smell carpet burning. And oh, my God. Charzane was sitting Indian style, straightening her hair with the, the hair straightener thing. Yeah. And she set it down <laughs> on the floor, and it got the, the hot part got knocked on the carpet, and the carpet started smoking. Like it was, oh. And I'm like, and I got upset. I'm like... Charzane, you're gonna burn down my house. What's going on? And and she, at the time, she speaks way more English now than she did back then. Oh, yeah. And she was devastated. I, I mean, she felt horrible. It wasn't like she didn't do it on purpose, but it was just yeah. Charzane almost lit my house on burned fire. The house man. Down, she man. almost burned the house down. Damn. Yeah. Maybe that, that's where the legend comes from, I guess. But I mean, we had so many features in my house that day. Maybe it was a contest. Now that I think about it. It was just a Wednesday. Yeah, it was just a Wednesday. <laughs> but but like back then, it, that wasn't very uncommon because I had the house where we. I mean, we started doing Planet Platypus from that house before That's we right. got in the studio. Yeah. The Plat Manor. The Plat the Plat uh, Manor, and then um, I had enough room for like twenty people in that house. So like 
whenever the features would come into town for whatever, Aguchi would just tell him like, "Oh, well, I'll just stay at Platt's house. Don't worry about it." Like she would, she would just show up with like. Well, now that I'm down people. here in Florida, I like to volunteer my home as the new uh, feature hotel. If any, uh, if any features want to come on over, be today. careful what you wish for, Josh. Be uh, careful dude, what you wish for. All right, so back I to guess. the EDIs. Back, back to uh, the Pony Club uh, in Memphis. And uh, Jerry Westland is a host. Tell me about that. Uh, Jerry, by the way, and, and, and anybody in the business that knows Jerry knows this. He is one of the greatest uh, hospi- hospitable uh, owners you could ever hope for. Because not only is, is that good for you <clears throat> when you're a visitor to have him in the club and, and he treats you well, but he also treats his club staff very well. So they are so warm and receptive and hospitable too. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it's... I said this on a post when I was posting about the EDIs. It's really a testament to the uh, what good management can do to your business as a whole. Right. Because the entire process filters down positively. Just as a negative owner can disrupt things negatively, having someone like Jerry as an owner and having someone like Stephanie uh, being the manager at that location just made all the difference. Uh, it just made all the difference. We... we it felt like you're with family. You feel like you're at home. They take care of you. They uh, they constantly ask you if there's anything you need. And you, it, do, when people are like that to you, it makes you want to do a better job for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and Jerry's great because he he welcomed in. You know, there was a couple of polit- political guest stars. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, so we had Roger Stone, who is a political uh, uh, strategist. Mm-hmm. He's one of he's like a best selling author. He's very well known and. So I'm like, uh, I don't, you know me, I don't know dick about politics. So, and I've got to introduce this guy, and he's used to being introduced like, you know, very formally, like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Roger Stone. You know, and everybody's yeah. in a suit, and I'm up there, and for me, it's WWE time. I'm like, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. <laughs> You're like, turn great, up, motherfucker! The greatest political analyst of all time. It's the one and only Roger Stone. And I'm like, Roger, have you ever been introduced like that? And he's like, and you know, he's being very gentlemanly and he's, you know, being nice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Roger, I don't know if you know this or not, but there was a girl here on stage just a minute ago who lit her titties on fire. Have you now, Roger, I don't know where you stand on that lighting titties on fire politically. <laughs> politically. Right. Yeah, what's your I want stance you to, on that? I want you to know that we're all in favor of it and you've got our vote. So make sure you give us your vote when you advise your constituents in the future. And the other was uh, Kristen Davis, who's the Manhattan madam. The uh, the legendary Manhattan Madam who's got oh, yeah. the black book, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, you know, uh, what do I do without calling this lady a pimp or, you know what I mean? So I'm like, uh, it just came to me as I'm on stage and I'm looking at her. I'm like, Kristen, let me ask you a professional question. How much could you get for a body like mine? <laughs> uh, I mean, if I gave a bulk discount, would, would, you know. Right. But they were uh, very good sports and uh, and Jerry looked after them and we, you know, we our people kind of left them alone, you know, because... Uh, you want to be invited into a scenario like that. You don't want to make them uncomfortable. But uh, Eric Langan stopped by from Rick's. Nice. Uh, he's always a good sport, and he lets you play with him once, you know, on stage and stuff. So uh, it was a great night, man. It sounds like lot, a hell of a party. Had a lot of fun, yeah. man. And that, that's the thing. Anytime you go to a Westland club, the, that that stigma of, of oh, my God, we can't make a mistake is kind of a lot. No, it's a kegger. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's like a college kegger. Like you yeah. go to Westland Club and he's he's throwing out he's throwing a party. Bro, I said yeah. things and this is to his credit. I said things that I wouldn't normally say about an owner because he's that he's like he's like just like your friend. Yeah. And uh, you know, after a while I had to pull back a little bit. I'm like I got to stop. I can't make him the butt of every joke I no, make. No, right, you know? right, 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 right. And he seems like the kind of guy that understands, you know, we're in the business of right. having fun. Exactly. Yeah. 
and you can't ask for a better guy than him uh, as your host. And it was we had a, a fantastic time, fantastic time. Very cool. Who should win DJ of the year? Who should win DJ? What are my choices? Well, there hasn't oh, we have been a final, final uh, yet. I'm yeah. just saying off the top of your head. Is there anybody? Josh Fiore. Okay. Of course. <laughs> okay, I appreciate Josh, that. Josh, you should win DJ of the year. I'm going to put my endorsement behind Dylan this year. Yeah, I'm with Dylan, yeah. too. Dylan Boyd is, is who I've been. Uh, I'm just curious. I, I, every show is... Uh, I talked to Dave Manick yesterday. Speaking of Dave Manick, busted out the pink shirt, man. I mean, that was loud. <laughs> I, I saw the shirt on Facebook, and I was like... Manic yeah. went for it. Yeah. Like, wow. Johnny like, Walker had a yard sale, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, coincidentally, uh, there's always that final night that I wear the suit. And, I, yeah. you know, I get the choice of what tie to bring. Brought a pink tie with my black suit. So the night Dave and I walked out, we accidentally matched. So it was wow. a very Matching cool pink accessories. Yeah. It's like, And I'm not making fun of Dave. I love Dave. Dave, I consider him a friend. But, you know, Dave usually... Dave comes from Dave Manic comes from the camp of heavy metal. Yeah, you know he he he's he's a rocker. He's Metallica. He's that type of you know he'll wear the black concert shirt and the jeans and and like when 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 we're at when we're in the ED offices working like he's very metal and like his office is very metal. Like you walk into his office and you feel like you're at a freaking you know, Ozfest concert. You know what I mean? It's just Bro. the feel. You know what I mean? So to see my buddy Dave Manic, you know, in a bright ass pink shirt. <laughs> I mean, it was like that's I, metal, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I had the I every once in a while when you take these trips and you stay in the EDI hotel. Sometimes you're on the floor with the strippers. Sometimes you're on yeah, the floor right, with right. the staff. Well, I happened to get the room next door to Dave Manick, this uh, oh, back in Texas. And it was one of those rooms that wasn't really its own room. It was actually a suite, so there's a little door that closes yeah. between you. Mm -hmm. And I could hear, and Dave, when he gets into the, just before game mode, he cranks oh, yeah, yeah, rock yeah. and roll. Sure. To the, to, I mean, and when I say he cranks it, I mean he cranks it. Like, even if we weren't next door, I probably would have heard him. But because we were sharing only that little slotted door, I heard every note. And mm -hmm. Dave, at, at halfway through, now starts to sing along with all oh, the yeah. songs. And yeah, I, he, he I loves it. I purposely didn't tell him till the end of the trip because mm -hmm. I wanted to hear more. You <laughs> <laughs> should have been recording that shit, dude. Oh, my God. should have recorded it. Just like, yeah. And I love that kind of music. So for me, it was a win-win. It's not like you're playing music I hate. So he started cranking and I started jamming. And before you know it, both of us in our hotel rooms are singing Highway to Hell at the top of our lungs. Yeah. <laughs> and then you both wore matching pink outfits. Well, I, I talked to him yesterday. He's going to be our guest in three weeks. And uh, he's going to announce uh, the final nominations. For... Oh, so we're going to have the official we have first the exclusive. exclusive. Yes. Wow. Yes, Look at who's got the final nominees. Yes, we do. That's amazing. So, um, so he's coming on three weeks. I want you guys to. That's what you should rap about. Manix right. pink shirt. All right, we that's that. I'll make that that's a hit. the song. Manix, yeah. you know the guy who comes from that metal background yeah. and metal you know, metal manic metal manic. That's the rap. Yeah. Well, and in. you know you would love Memphis for that reason. I'm bringing it back to to you asking me about mm -hmm. going to those cafes. Mm -hmm. the, and I told you everybody was singing blues songs. The greatest thing about the blues songs is they could be about any one sentence. And that was the thing that we were not only were we enjoying ourselves, but dude. We were laughing because every song started, and the and the guy singing would be like, 
my woman left my shoes out in the rain, and it would be that sentence for the next mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, baby, why'd you leave my shoes out mm-hmm. in the rain? Mm-hmm. my shoes out in the rain. Leave Manic's pink shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know where well, it hurt. Mm-hmm. I ain't mean to dig up the dirt. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you about that pink shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we can keep going. That's yeah, fine. man, I love I it. I like it. All right, so we have a foundation here. That's a, so. Stay tuned next week. We got, we're gonna have the, the metal manic anthem for sure. All right, the, great anthem. Great show, Bobby. Thanks for the uh, in-depth uh, exclusive to the uh, EDIs. Yeah, East. man. Josh, you're you have an assignment next week to come up with the Dave Manic rap. I'm on it. I'm on it. And uh, great show. I mean, what did we learn today? Uh, we learned uh, a lot about Terry Weigel. We did. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about features. A lot about the features. I'm very excited about the new talent coming in, and I, I really can't wait for Expo to do this party we're doing and, and, and check out the showcase and, and see what's in store around yeah, with, definitely Dan, with wanna, Danny and uh, Centerfold Strips. Definitely want to thank Danny from Centerfold Features and Jimmy Boucher from the Rose Palm Beach. Uh, on behalf of Josh Fiore, Robert McDougald, and myself, thanks for listening, guys. This is Planet Planet. Have a week. We have landed on the planet It's been a long time We should have never, never dreamed But we standing on the front line Prime for the sequel Part 2 will rock you The voice of the people We had to take it back Shake it up and rearrange it The industry's evolving Now we rolling with the changes Black Bobby Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary Got to take over the planet Make some noise if you hear me The 